This is the Grouse House Podcast. Welcome to the footy. This one is, if you like footy and you like bouncing pills, this episode is not for you. We have our mate from Kick It Forward, Josh Gallup, uh, composer or collaborator with Tom Armstrong. Mm. Um, we're going to talk because very shortly, the FIBA World Cup. Everyone's been talking about the other World Cup. Nah, now it's time for the Basketball World Cup. And we're pro boomers. Yeah. Let's bounce that circular pill. Or I should say orb pill. Bounce that orb. I guess it's still a pill. Hey, Josh. Hey, guys. How you going? Bounce that orb. Yes, bounce that orb. <laughs> um, we, we, we couldn't do a basketball podcast without talking to you on your fantastic weekly uh, sports show, Kick It Forward. You talk, you have a basketball segment every week and the other boys disengage and you just, you just talk to no one for a while. Is that fair to say? That's actually the best way to put it. Um, I was just thinking, picturing you guys going down to the like Paran and be like, hey guys, want to shoot some orbs? Mm. <laughs> and seeing the reaction from the guys. But yeah, when, when I speak about basketball, they kind of glaze over. It's the one time when I'm talking about sport, I'm not sort of su- slightly in jest or I, I think joking. You don't actually care about AFL. Is my, like, because you don't have a team. And well, I've got, I like Frio. Like, Frio is kind of my team, but I don't, I don't like, um, I, I I think that's my biggest flaw is I don't have the passion that you guys have, which sets up the framework for fun. You, but like, yeah, you don't, you don't have deep love in your heart for it. Like you're in a loveless relationship. You're in like six years into a relationship with football and you're like, I can't be here for the rest of my life. Mm. But then sometimes, because you played almost professional, or no, you played professional basketball, Josh. You played overseas. Is that right? Yeah, oh, it's probably semi-pro is the best way to put it. The funniest bit about Australians, when whenever I talk about basketball, when I'm in that world, I think I'm shithouse. I just think I'm terrible because my whole life, my brother was the really good player. Yeah. And in WA, it's a small, pretty small pond, but we've produced a lot of good athletes. Yeah. And they'd always be like, oh, that's Tommy Gallup's brother. <laughs> and even we went to, we went to this 50-year anniversary or, or like 25-year anniversary, I can't remember, of our basketball club the other week. And it was really fun because we, we won a, a championship where I sat on the bench in 2018. Mm. And and there was a bunch of guys we played when I was like 18, 20 with. And there was a couple of bully guys that, you know, we would run through the keyway and like would uppercut me in the stomach. And, and they were just really toxic. And... Uh, I and I sort of was there. I was like, when I wherever I'm the old dude, I'm never going to be that guy. I'm just going to be the like fun guy. And I, I feel like I stuck to that. Like I'm still really good friends with all the younger guys I played with. But then we went to this 50 year anniversary, and there was the, the the dickheads there, and they were like, I've seen your fucking videos. They suck. And I was like, oh well. <laughs> Tommy Gallas brothers still suck. I'm like, oh well. <laughs> guess things never change. So you but, have um, a, you have a deep and rich history with basketball. Is the long and short of that. <laughs> yeah. Josh comes over to yeah, Josh is from Perth, but he comes over to Melbourne every day. Mm. He flies here every day, and he a few weeks ago he mentioned to me, so I'm playing in a Red Bull tournament, which is a three on three basketball tournament, and I was like, I'll go down and watch Josh play mm. because that'll be fun. He 100%. does comedy on TikTok, so he must suck at basketball. And he's from Perth, and no one good <laughs> is from Perth. These are the things I was thinking as I drove down to Paran. And there's guys playing who played for, uh, you know, you know, there are American basketball players there. There's NBL basketball players who are playing in this three-on-three tournament. 
and Josh and his team came second in the whole thing and yeah. almost had to... Yeah, he missed out on a trip to Serbia. Yeah, they almost had to fly to Serbia to compete in the, like, the Europe Cup. Mm-hmm. You're very good. I oh, know. I'm not getting more. I'm very. I'm like old in basketball years now, but I just love it. I love it. I'm a nuffy. So like, anytime we're talking about the passion for like AFL and Aussie rules and stuff, when when people talk about Australian basketball and boomers in particular, I'm just I can switch to nuffy yes, and I, I sort enough. of glaze over and then wake out of it. It's like you talking about the demons or Tom talking about the Gold Coast Suns. Mm. Also, Tom, yes. I sent you a gift and you haven't even sent me a a thank you for the great wall art that you're. Um, that your wife now has to deal we with. We haven't he, received he, anything. He, Josh asked me about oh, this almost fuck? every... He texts me every day, did yeah. Tom get his gift? And I said, let's just wait till you're on the podcast to confront this. Yeah. He <laughs> sent you um, a beautiful piece of wall art. I have received nothing. Where was it sent to? Was it stolen? I sent it to... Um, no, I sent it to Haven't You Done Well Studios. It could be in the I building. reckon it's stolen. Or it's in the building. Oh my God. No, because Jam like, so texted me yesterday and he said, Tommy, I've got a package for you. Dropped off for my AirPods. When did it come, Joshy? Oh, I sent it about two or three weeks ago. It was ba- It's basically a piece of Gold Coast Suns fan <laughs> art made on Etsy. And I was trying to think, what is the only, what is the most stylistic thing that like, you know, you're not, you're not going to be hanging Matt Rouse, Guernsey's everywhere in your yeah. house because, you know, your, your partner just won't allow it. But maybe this was stylish enough that they would allow <laughs> it. So hopefully, if it ever comes, let me know. Right. Are you... Uh, I think we should look around for one of those little posty like... Yeah, I'm going to go look now. Is that cool? No, you got to stay here and do the podcast. Oh, I go look. <laughs> no, because you the, you don't just send gifts to him. You he, Tom made a song for you or helped you make a song. That's right. Uh, Pierce Morgan is a c word. We, I just got so angry during the the uh, the ashes mm. watching because I, I you know I like consuming sport, but I, I just noticed I blocked Pierce Morgan two or three years ago on Twitter and every sort of platform because he was annoying and I just removed him from my life. <laughs> and then. And then he's like, his head kept popping up and things. I was like, how is this possible? Like, and I kept blocking those pages and then other ones and then people shared them and came on. And then I just sort of blew a gasket when he was sort of uh, doing the Cole Sanderlands of just engagement trolling. And I just was like, far out, well, I'm buying straight in and made an entire song and I didn't know how to really do music. So I sent Tom some rough lyrics and he sort of sculpted into something beautiful. <laughs> and um, a couple of people asked me like, wow, how much you get paid for that? And I was like, wait, you can get paid for this sort of stuff? <laughs> because it honestly took me about two and a half weeks. And this song <laughs> sounds a little bit like this. Oh, you want me to put it in? As I look at Tom to put it in later. All right. Here it is. Australia has retained the ashes. The four tests. Australia retained the ashes right here in Manchester. Australia have retained the ashes without a four. The ashes have got me down. Australia may be winning, but I just can't fight the frown. And England are good dudes. Basketball may hit the front. But the reason I'm sad, I'm sorry, it's rude, it's Peace Morgan. He's a. Oh, sorry. It's fine. Just please do not say p in front of my child. Oh, yeah. And isn't that very funny and true? Mm. Um, the, another basketball thing before we get into the boomers that I just—I think I have to mention because I have to figure out some—I have to figure out a way to get some sort of value out of the story that has happened this week that we're recording, right? Okay. So this is an NBA mm-hmm. story. Yeah, you guys, yeah. as I talk, are going to know what I'm talking about. 
Uh, my go for the Philadelphia 76ers mm. and one of their best players and one of a Hall of Fame basketball player is James Harden. If you know basketball, you know James Harden, one of the greatest scorers in the history of basketball, one of the greatest offensive players, and one of the best beards going around. Yeah. Um, th- two, three days ago, he came out and said to the press, he addressed the general manager of the Philadelphia 76ers, the boss of the organization, as far as basketball goes. His name is Daryl Morey. And he said to him, he, he said in public, Daryl Morey is a liar and I'll never play for an organization that he is associated with. Yeah. And then he said, let me repeat that. And he said it again in front of cameras. It became the biggest global basketball story in the world. Is that fair to say, Josh and Tom? I think where he said it is also important. He said right? it in China. And China does not like Daryl Morey. So yes, because he once said free thing. Hong Kong, so they yeah. so they boycotted him. Is it fair what I've said, Josh? Yeah, that's completely right. So he's definitely preaching to the right uh, audience <laughs> yeah. but then, because they all hate Daryl Morey. So the whole world has gone, Sixers is in turmoil. Daryl Morey is MIA. No one knows where he is or what what's going on behind the scenes. He's not budging. He's refusing to trade James Harden. Mm. James Harden is saying, I'm going to keep doing this stuff until they move me on to the Los Angeles Clippers and nowhere else, right? Yes. I'm pro Daryl Morey in this situation. Oh, as am I. And let me tell you a very clear reason why. And wow. this is completely true. Folks listening, this is not a joke. <laughs> this is not a joke. Two days after that thing broke, I'm not joking, Daryl Morey was booked to be on the footy with Broden as a guest. I have a back. We have been corresponding with the Sixers team to have the head of basketball for the Sixers come on this podcast at 11 o'clock on Monday night. Mitchell, my brother, shared it first. And then a bunch of people who I'd started bragging to about Daryl Morey is coming on my footy pod started to send me links to tweets saying, this is happening. Mm. And I just thought, hmm, I don't think he's coming on the podcast Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So, And then I woke up the next morning to a lovely message from the Sixers team who've been fantastic saying he'd like to reschedule. So in case that never happens, I just needed to put out there, I was in the middle of a world epicenter news story. And I have an email from Sixers saying we need to reschedule that I'm going to get framed. <laughs> and I, that, I, this is, I'm just telling this story so I can get some sort of value out of this because this could have. I'm so close to something incredible happening, but it never happened. Can I just say, if that was a day later, how funny it would have been if you're just talking to Darren Moore and be like, you've heard of Aussie rules? Yeah, exactly. That's- yeah, Melbourne <laughs> Demons. And, and then it comes out during and you go... Oh, yeah, boy, well, I got you. What's with this James Harden thing? And then all of a sudden, the entire US media are going, the footy with Broden Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, even when Brody Majacek came on the podcast, he said nothing, but there was, like, footy websites doing articles that, like, he said incredible stuff on yeah. our podcast. And the same when Bronson Reed, WWE superstar, he said he didn't like sitting in, in um, economy on planes. And that was a huge news story for wrestling. Like... I had I the fantasies I was having as I laid in bed on Monday night about him doing the pod. Like I wanted to do a tweet that was like Daryl Morey and James Harden are in headlock. It's the biggest thing in the ESPN this Wednesday. Our guest is Daryl Morey. Like would have been. Can you imagine? What about James Harden coming back on? Listen, I've got to set the record yeah. straight. Get me on the Footy with Broden <laughs> podcast. A right of reply, and then I'm just only talking to them both about what the who they like better, Robbo or Jared. Yeah, and totally. like. 
and first crack and oh man it would have been so good i'm so sad about it but i'm not sad because very soon we're gonna see the best boomers team the best australian basketball team ever set foot on a court in a competitive international thing get andrew gaze and his generation built something it's taken forever we've been awful internationally for a really long time we've got the spirit of shane heel We've got the spirit of Andrew Gaze, Lindsay Gaze. Who else? Who else, Josh? Uh, the big guy who played for Chicago. Bratke. Uh, Shensha? Who's the guy? Who- <laughs> oh, Luke Longley. Luke Longley, Luke Longley. yeah. Luke Longley. The spirit of Longley. Who did you say, Josh? Uh, Bradkey. Uh, Mark Bradkey, whose son played for Melbourne Football Club. So it's still footy. Mm. Um, uh, who else we got? Uh, uh, ben Simmons' dad. <laughs> oh, you mean spirit-wise? Dave Simmons. Dave, Dave Simmons. Uh, mm. We got um, Larry Kesselman. The owner of the so many Matty Nielsen, he's with them now. We got uh, Tony Ronaldson. Uh, so many, so many. Uh, who was the guy that used to shoot fadeaways? Uh, tall blonde who played till recently from Illawarra uh, or West Sydney, actually. Oh, it well. doesn't matter. Um, he does not matter. So many. Um, we ha- this team that we are now that is put together. Would you say, Josh, this is the best? Uh, would you would you back up my sentiment there? I think I think it is, and the only reason I say that is I think in hindsight when we look back at this team, it'll be very clear that this was the best team. And the only reason I say that is because this whole time we've wanted Ben Simmons, like fingers crossed, Ben Simmons picks us. I think you would understand that with the Philadelphia 76ers. Oh yeah. Oh please, please let he play for us. With with Australian <laughs> Boomers fans, we're like, well. <laughs> Look out, guys. Here comes Simmons. We've got something better than Simmons, kind of. Like, Josh Giddy is only 20 years old. I think it's kind of lost on the Australian public because it hasn't been, I don't know, just in the average living room how good this guy is. And we saw against Venezuela, which, you know, they're not the best team, but they're also not horrendously shit. Like, they've got a decent league and their players play elsewhere. Um, not necessarily in Venezuela. Josh Giddy is averaging in the NBA what Ben Simmons averaged when he was 23 in his best yeah. year. So he's already sort of at the same skill level, even though the stats are different and obviously they're different players. But I think I think it, I find it so crazy that he's still coming back and doing random podcasts with Tom yeah. Mitchell and stuff because <laughs> this guy is going to be so good. He, he could be a top five player in the NBA in a couple of years. And he snuck under the radar into the draft, ended up getting drafted quite high. Now, every single decent pundit in the US that follows basketball is like, Josh Giddy is so amazing. It is unbelievable. And he's going to go to the World Cup with the, the best the best people around him possible. Like, Paddy Mills is just a savant as far as team culture. And everyone around him is so good and there's so many good players. I think 11 of the 13 squad remaining are all on NBA rosters. We're probably going to see an NBA guy cut. That's the craziest thing. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. I thought that Josh Giddy was going to take much, much longer to be our our guy. Mm. I thought it was still going to be Patty's show and Joe Engel's show and because they are so old, we might be in a bit of a, a little gap here where we're waiting for Josh Green and, and, uh, and, and Giddy and the and this next generation of younger players to come out and be like the team, but from what I've seen before this before this uh, tournament has started, he, he he it's his show and he has this perfect almost perfect roster around him now to go and just dominate. So what it looks like from me is it's going to be Paddy uh, Paddy Mills who is uh, the Australian Australia's greatest Australian. Mm-hmm. Joe Ingalls, who is a gun shooter, and then probably uh, Chris Goulding from Melbourne United, our best shooter in Australia just about in the NBL, are going to be around him with a tall, whether that's Duop Reith or, or Jock Landale, 
It's actually a brilliant starting five. Mm. It, it, it's it's amazing that uh, I mean, if you look at it from the NBA perspective, when you look at Paddy Mills, you're like, oh, who are these role players and Josh Giddy? When in reality, like Paddy Mills becomes a super saiyan just for international tournaments. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that every point in his career. Like he, even when he was coming out, I remember the early games in his first Olympic campaign, they had a preview match against um, the Team USA and he was just going at Chris Paul while he was still at St. <laughs> Mary's. And everyone's like, who's this tiny guy's destroying Chris Paul and Deron Williams or whatever? Uh, and so he steps up every time and now he's taken on the role basically of uh, bringing the team together every single time. I think this is the perfect balance because whenever you have – a bunch of young guys that are really, really hungry, like uh, Dyson Daniels, like uh, Matisse Thibel, uh, Josh Giddy, and then you have the old constabulary, like oh, uh, Paddy Mills, Joe Ingles, uh, Chris Goulding, that can sort of set the culture and they know what to buy into. I think you have the perfect balance. So whether it's this year, you know, you have to have a lot of luck in these tournaments. You can go down by a point, which we've seen previously in 2019. They were very close to winning gold or silver in overtime against Spain. In this tournament, if we have a bit of luck, there's no reason why we can't push for gold. And if the run is the right run where we avoid Team USA till the right time, yeah. um, there's a really good chance to do something well. And then, you know, that feeds into next year where they have the Olympics as That's well. That's the next thing is the Olympics is next year. We don't have to wait two years for That's it. That's crazy. I actually thought that Paddy and Ingalls would be retired by the next Olympics. I didn't realise that. I think they'll be fine next year. Yeah, totally. I, I thought yeah. it was in like three years. Yeah. Yeah. Emotionally, I love this team so much. It's something that the NBA, when you like, I don't know, local sports or when you, AFL is very good at this. I the, the emotional and personal buy-in from all of these multi-bajillionaires mm. just makes me feel so happy. Matisse Thibault is the one I think about the most because I know him heavily from the 76ers. But the way in which players engage with the NBA and their talents in the NBA. They are very passionate and very caring about it. But then the, to see someone called like Matisse Thibel, who lived in Australia for like three years when he was <laughs> really young, yeah. come back and in the tournament games is singing the national anthem and going like a guy who fully just lives in America and has a full American upbringing to sing the national anthem and to go up to Cairns or Port Douglas where Patty Mills took them all and be eating turtle in a, and, and engaging with the culture and being here. It's and then all of them doing that. All these guys who the the men the the mindset for the NBA is you need to look cool. You have to look cool, and your your ego is a huge part of it. And to see all these guys come back and just be completely selfless is really I love it. It's my favorite bit almost. I love it so much, and I think that's the key thing that you've just hit on is ego. Like uh, Paddy Mills did a speech in WA. The guy that actually made uh, Rose Gold, the documentary about them winning bronze, is a guy called Matt Attic Ponye and Marco No. They're, they're both affiliated with WA. And um, Attic Ponye is like a brother in law to Aaron Baines and has been with uh, Paddy Mills for a long time. But they put together this documentary, and, and, and when they, they came to Perth for a talking tour with Paddy Mills, uh, I went along to that, and he just said, what, what's it like being in Brooklyn with all these egos? Like, how do you transfer that from the Spurs? Like, how did you deal with that in San Antonio? It's like, well, we didn't have an issue with it in San Antonio because there was no ego. Like Tim Duncan, everyone from like top to bottom, there was sort of ego left at the door. Mm. And I feel like he's brought the same mentality to the boomers. All these guys, they earn so much money. They earn comp- comparatively 
you know, it makes no sense for them to play for the national team because, like, the money's – it's not for the money at all. They do it because they think you can make them better mm. and they think they can be a part of something extremely special. And I think ingrained in a lot of Australians, even Matisse Thibault, <laughs> is that you, to play for your country is an amazing thing. And um, I, I love it how these guys jump at the chance and are instilling that in guys like Josh Giddy. Who who's you know the other thing about Giddy like he's a, he's a handsome young man and he's pre, like almost pretty. I think he's a bit of a dog. Mm. I think he's like got a bit of a dog yeah, in him a and he's extremely competitive. Yeah, like, totally. I think he like when I, when I bumped into him in Melbourne, we did this thing a couple of months ago, and we were we were meant to do a video with him, and I bumped into him because I interviewed him when he was like sixteen, and he just missed out on the under eighteen Nash, uh, Victoria team. Mm. But they put him in the NBA Global Academy because they're like, oh, he's got sort of all the tools to be like an oversized point guard. And at the time, I remember interviewing him, he said he loved Ben Simmons, like that big oversized guard, which is ironic because he eventually would sort of take his spot yeah. in the national team. But uh, well, I spoke to him, I was like, oh, do you ever like notice like everyone like has all those TikToks and videos about like how you make no moves but get to the bucket? Like you just kind of turn and goes, yeah, I see them all. I watch every single one of them. I was like, <laughs> Big TikTok boy. Oh, okay. So and he, I, I just think he just wears it and just like, like wants to prove every single person wrong and is way better than I think his Chalamet looks allow. <laughs> He's very Chalamet-esque. That's why I'm very excited by- OKC in mm. the NBA is they almost had Patty as well, and I, they're not going to now. No. But they but, just don't need him. That's what's scary about yeah. it. Like, but it would have been cool for Australia to be able to just watch OKC. That team is absurd. <laughs> yeah, that team is is going places as long as Shea stays. Yeah, so Shea SGA Shea Gilgis Alexander, who will be playing in this World Cup, I think, for Canada. Yeah, right. Uh, and yep. then you have Josh, and then you have Chet Holmgren. Yes. And then you have that other guy. The two Jalen Williams. Two Jalen Williams. One is better than the other. One is good. <laughs> then there's the other guy. Who's the other there's guy? There's another- uh, Dort. Yes, Lou oh, Dort. Lou Dort's good. Yeah, and, and then also the, and on top of that, they've got 940 first round picks yeah. still to use. Yeah. So they can use them <laughs> to pick up other players around that they want to get. It's really cool. It's, it's such an interesting franchise too, because I, I think um, there's not much to do in Oklahoma City. I think the number one ticket in town actually is the Thunder. Mm, like they yeah. were kind of gifted it after Hurricane Katrina, after they were supporting the New Orleans yeah. team. Uh, is that that might be? No, correct. they're right. They're the, they're but, the Seattle uh, Supersonics. Yeah, they and they were sort of like, all right, okay, well, you looked after this team so well, we're going to reward you with this franchise. Mm. And it's not a very big town, and there's like quite a big issue with. I think there's a couple fairly significant social totally. issues. So uh, to have this in town, I was I, that was the other thing. I spoke to some people that are around him and they were saying it's the only thing to do there. So it, it, while the, all they can do there is train, the group's really tight because they're like, well, what else are we going to do? If they don't play finals, I'll be really upset. But what I want to do now <laughs> is I want to go through the top 10 world-ranked FIBA teams and shit on them and, and genuinely say who are the good players for them and who should we be, who should we be worried about. So at number 10, who... Who's your pick at number 10? Uh, number 10. Do I, can I, wait, sorry. Can I just get the list? Yeah, up? you can. Well, I'm going to make you get. Oh, number 10. Well, so can I just caveat quickly? I think these rankings are kind of bogus because the international, they're a very good guide, but the international sort of rankings, we don't play enough to, to so they can, oh, totally. they can kind of be out of whack. So I'm looking at these rankings and they are, and I'm telling you they are wrong. <laughs> okay. Let's say like, uh, let's go, I don't know, um, Grace. Close. Italy is number ten. Who play? Who is Italian and good at basketball? Bellinico. Be- Bellinini. Bellini. Bellinini is it? Be- Bellinelli. Bellinelli. 
Nico Magnon, I believe, plays for them. He's an uh, an American Italian, uh, redheaded guy. Who was, oh yeah, he was with Josh Green mm-hmm. in college. That guy, yeah, he is yeah. good. And then at number nine, who uh, guess again, Josh? Say exactly who you just said. Uh, probably Grace. Correct. Does Giannis play? I th- Thanasis was playing uh, in the game yesterday. I'm not sure if Giannis. I'm just going to look that. Why up. Why would he bother? Honestly, he, that's he, what's so crazy about the Oz team. Like, why would Giannis bother? I vividly remember watching the whole FIBA World Cup the last time round, which would have been 2018, mm. and yeah. uh, Antetokounmpo played. Yeah. Gian, the main, the good one yeah. played, and he was absurd. Yeah, like they were triple teaming it, him and like hanging off him, and the refereeing was really. He weird. was playing point guard. Mm. Like he was running. Down Mm. Why not? And then his brothers were there, kind of just sort of helping. Yeah, and uh, it was it was the mo- it was beautiful. Yeah, it was really beautiful. It was him and this short, bald um, Greek yeah. uh, former NBA player, sort of throwing him lobs. But it would be like three guys holding yeah. onto his jersey while he tried to jump to dunk it. <laughs> so he's sitting out the FIBA World Cup, but his brother is. Oh, okay, cool. That la- that was true last time. It looked like Giannis and a bunch of like dudes you see walking around Chadston, just like Greek dudes from <laughs> Melbourne. Um, Do you like- know what the English name for Giannis is? Uh, John, yeah, John. I, I saw a TikTok about that in that, like, so funny. like four hundred names that we have today all derive from the same Yan, uh, yeah. Yanis, yeah. And so, like, John and anything, like, I wanted to Sean. name my son Yanis because I love Yanis Atadenkupo, but um, my wife refused because she was like, "It's John. We're not naming our kid John, mate." John's a good. <laughs> um, I think Josh actually derives from it as well. Yeah, right. There you go. What? No. Yeah, way. you're you're John. <laughs> um, uh, uh, no, I'm, I'm going to make you stop guessing. Number eight is Lithuania. Who's who plays for Lithuania? Oh, uh, no, Lithuania is uh, good, man. Who's Lith? They, they're always generally pretty plucky, but I don't think um, uh, Demartis is playing, unfortunately. Okay, mm. you, you are so. I'm so glad we're talking this because, like you, as I said, don't care about football. You've never watched a game. And uh, you know everything about basketball. It's you're actually. I think you'll be hard to find a bigger expert than you. Oh, I, I like. I, I was one of those guys. Like when um, when you're growing up, you're. Like, I got excited for the international tournaments because it was our first like time you could glimpse into these other world things. And you know what the the cool thing about these tournaments too? There's always like three to five guys that all these international scouts claim that they know every single talent out there. Well, they also know what's just in front of them. Yes. And three to five guys just get end up uh, signed free agent contracts because they play so freaking well in these tournaments. The short guy from Argentina was one from 2019. Yeah. He um, hit the most annoying guy in the NBA um, where they would like made, make hype highlight reels when in reality went for like zero for 11 <laughs> uh, with Denver. Um, yeah, so... It, it, uh, Lithuania have a really good point guard who's not in the NBA because I believe there's an argument about his buyout from Barcelona. So Lithuania will be plucky. They're like really well run. All their FIBA coaches are amazing. So um, I, I can't see anywhere if Sabonis is playing. Oh, yeah. um, but if he plays, he'll, it'll be a big – like they can beat and anyone. If he's we know that – He's one of those – yeah. That's Adam Sandler taught us in the film The Hustle or Hustle that they're <laughs> out there. You just got to go for a walk in yeah. Spain. Yeah. Um, you just need one walk off the main street. One walk. That's how that's how bad NBA scouts are. <laughs> is you just need to go for a little walk when you're in Europe, and you will find a, a generational player. Um, Slovenia. Who's Slovenian? Yeah. Uh, Luka Doncic. But they've also got more players. So um, both the Dragic's, yeah. so Zoran and Goran, were both uh, from there. But then they also have. Um, We'll talk about this. We'll talk about this prior to the the podcast. Uh, every player is allowed one naturalized uh, citizen, yes. right, yeah. so a player. So we have Matisse Thybul, which is why Bryce Cotton, the yes. Perth Wildcats, and sort of three or four time NBL MVP, 
if he were to finally get his citizenship, it's been a four-year process, very drawn out, and apparently Doesn't he have an Amer- Australian wife. Yeah, exactly. But it's like they they sort of uh, apparently is a bureaucratic error. Like they uh, they uh, applied for the wrong one, or like during COVID it swapped, and that means it restarted. And so he's been applying for four years, and then they tried to like push it through because it's like special special athlete. Didn't happen anyway. So if he if he had been selected over, that means Thibault wouldn't have been able Which to play. Is, but it's just wrong because they're both like. Well, Matisse is just Australian. There's no argument on that. He's an Australian citizen. So <laughs> what is naturalised? I, I think that's bullshit. Mm. You mean Maddo? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that's <laughs> Matisse's nickname. He's Maddo. <laughs> um, so, but but a lot of the countries, like the Asian countries, have used this uh, to basically buy citizens for their team. So Andre Blatch allegedly was paid like one to two million to play for the Philippines. And in in no racist way whatsoever, there aren't too many seven foot one (laughs) African-American Filipinos walking around. No. Um, But- Yeah, you watch in every team- Every team in FIBA, you're like, particularly the ones who are like 10 down, who are just there to compete. You go, someone looks a bit different. (laughs) That that tends to be the case. so that, uh, Kyle Anderson's playing with China. He yeah. uh, has some loose link to China, but also a lot of a lot of players naturalized. So there's a good guy. There's a couple of good players that are Americans that are playing with Slovenia as well, who have been a part of the national lineup for a, a long time. There's a white guy and a black guy oh, as right. well. So Slovenia aren't to be sneezed at, but it p- pretty much entirely hinges on Luca. We played them in the bronze medal game in the Olympics uh, two years ago, and I remember I still vividly we kicked their ass because we just shut down. Made them piss. We shut down Doncic, um, who was. Mm. Michael Jordan-esque. In, oh, totally. he, he's he, fantastic. And he looks fitter and healthier than he's ever been right now. He looks yeah. scary. It'd be worth having Thibault just to be like, go do your best. Shut down. Dungeon. Yeah, shut him down. <laughs> mm. Well, him and Daniels, Dyson and Josh Green, think of these wing defenders. Yeah, like if we were good. doing an all-defensive Olympic team, it's like most of them are Australian. Yeah, we should just shut down. We want, we want 10 to 20-point games. That's what we want. Mm. I remember Luca at the end of that game when it was the game was over, him walking up to Matisse and pointing at him and saying something really, <laughs> yeah, yeah. really aggressively, yeah. like, I'm going to get you. Yeah. And I'm just waiting for that in this World Cup is Luka Doncic coming back for Australia really, really pissed off. Yeah. But unfortunately, your country's shit, man. Shut. <laughs> 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 Let's go back to Ljubljana, bro. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry to all the Slovenian yeah, listeners. Yeah, we're huge there. Um, at five is France. Now, France is maybe not right now, but legitimately in the future, just absolutely horrifying. Mm. In that, yeah, it's uh, they've they've they're always so strong, France, and they always go quite deep. Like they've yeah. always had, uh, like Decolo was always the best player outside uh, the NBA, like best point guard, and he always played extremely well at world tournaments. And he was so fun to watch. He's like, who's this random French white dude with odd facial hair? <laughs> and he would um, just dominate. And there was a couple guys from Spain, pretty similar. So they'll be great again. Rudy Gobert's playing. I don't think uh, Weminyama obviously not yeah, playing. But- because he's got a lot to prepare for. But, but the yeah. rumours in the lead-up to this, I thought it was genuinely going to happen, is their naturalised player was, go- was going to be Embiid in, because he's Cameroonian, which is a French-African right. country. Mm. He has his French citizenship now. I reckon it was... And maybe he was thinking about it, but he's just got married over the break. But can you imagine at next year's Olympics, Gobert, <laughs> the best, the all-defensive 9'11", like, centre in the NBA, next to... Victor Wembanyama, the next Michael Jordan potentially, next to Joel Embiid in mm. in one French team with no point guards or any wing, just these three <laughs> gigantic like Godzillas. Yeah, it's not the best lineup. <laughs> I, I just can picture them, them rolling it out for like one minute and just getting 
destroyed. destroyed. I don't. I don't, I don't know. Oh, sorry, Tom. What's your NBA team, by the way? Uh, well, that's a complex question, Josh. We could talk about it all day. He sits here in a Sixers jumper right now, yeah. but he's complex. I, I love the Sixers, and I, I love them very much when because that was the team I followed because of Ben Simmons. But um. I love Brooklyn. I love Phoenix at times. I, I feel like, you know what I'll say, so we don't get into it. I'll say I I follow players, not teams, like genuinely. I think that's a pretty forgivable thing in Australia just because we're not attached to a certain city. Um, so I, I'm the same. I love Giannis and I love Duran and stuff like yeah. that. But surely you both will be going for OKC this year. If they start to move, that's the games mm. you'll be watching. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm kind of all in on them now, I, I guess. Like, I'm giddy all the way. 100%. But then, like, I'll be very interested in how Daniels progresses. Wherever Tyrese Proctor gets drafted, I'll be very interested in watching those teams. Yeah. Like, yeah, I just love following the Aussies and following players. I also like just watching LeBron. Like, every chance yeah. I have to watch LeBron, I'll, I'll, I'll watch. He does like LeBron. I'm going to jump ahead because it's taking up too much time. I'm going oh, to jump sorry. past Argentina. Oh, no, sorry, no, sorry. don't say sorry to me. This is one. I'm having the best. This is the most enjoyed I've had in a while. Enjoyment. Um, <laughs> Argentina, they've got good players. Australia, we're ranked third. And then mm. who do you think is number one and two? Uh, US. So, you Team USA and Spain. Yeah. In what order? It'd be USA number well, one, Spain right? won the World Cup. Yeah, Spain, Spain number one. Yeah, right. Um, so USA's team Let's read through USA's team Right, right. Firstly their coaches okay. Are Steve Kerr Pretty good Eric Spolstra Yeah And Tyron Lue <laughs> So like Their two backup <laughs> NBA coaches Are superstar coaches And then a guy called Mark Few Do you know who Mark Few is? Um, no No Kilu some, They've just got some token guy <laughs> um, uh, Maybe he coaches college or something But uh, he seems cool Oh he's Gonzaga's coach uh, Who is he coach? Gonzaga They're one of the most dominant uh, Gonzaga um, yeah, yeah, yeah College yeah, teams Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their te- This is the worst roster They've put up I reckon in a while Is that fair to say guys? Uh, I d- yeah uh, Yes probably I'd say the 2019 roster Was worse Because And that was when they finished 7th uh, in the the World Cup, yep. and they got beaten like three times. Mm. Um, and the only re- but in saying that, uh, I think there's a lot of guys here you can actually be excited about watching, like Ant Man and um, Austin Reeves and stuff like that. Like guys that are probably on the cusp of potentially doing something really cool in their careers. They're super young, and their youngest player is uh, their oldest player is 28. So they're genuinely. It's oh, like wow. they're not. They're going with that mentality of. We're not a college. We're not putting up a college team, but we're definitely putting up the next next round of stars. Yeah, um, Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson playing. I thought yes. I saw that. So I'll so go through exciting. the list. Paolo Banchero, who is a oh, yeah, number one draft pick. Yeah. Mikael Bridges, who is potentially the best player on this team. Yes. Jalen Brunson, who is also potentially the best <laughs> yeah. player on this team, is a superstar point guard. And then Anthony Edwards, as you just said, the Ant Man. Mm-hmm. Tyrese Halliburton, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram. Then it gets Jaron Jackson Jr., Cam Johnson. Walker Kessler, Bobby Portis, and Austin Reeves. It's pretty bloody good. Like, Ant Edwards, on his when he's in form, is like top five in the NBA. All like. of these guys are almost <laughs> top five in their NBA. But do you know what they don't have very, very clearly is a center. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Who, who are their listed centers? I'm just going through trying to see who they put as a center. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. Oh, I mean, he's pretty bloody good. Six foot 11. And then uh, you've got Walker Kessler, who's seven foot. But who's Walker Kessler play for? He plays for Utah, uh, Boston? Boston. Oh, oh, Utah, Utah, Utah. Sorry. Um, so there's two centers. I think is, but we don't have great centers either. But no. they are, they're, they're spoilt for guards. They're really spoilt for guards, and they're really spoilt for forwards. Um, look, I, th- I think um, Tyrese Halliburton and Ant Man that. 
they're the two that I probably am so excited to watch on the international stage because they're so good at the specific things they do. They're so elite that I'm I just looking forward to watching them dominate. But there's a lot of superstars in this team as well. And what usually happens with the USA team is the, is the superstars suck for like the first six games mm. and then they just figure it out just when it's really important to figure it out. Mm. So I, I can see players like Jalen Bronson and Mikael Bridges and even Ant uh, and Halliburton and Ingram, a few of them, not being able to sort of work in a team. I can see that happening early, but then their coaches are so good. It's going to be... They could just come out and dominate. They might, yeah. Um, yeah. But they're young and... There, there's no like LeBron. There's yeah, no- there's no Harden, Durant, like those sort of players. <laughs> I, I think the Durant thing, well, I remember at the Olympics, we were, I think we were up by two points or maybe down by two or even tied at halftime against Team USA. Uh, and th- there was a real feel that Australia could potentially beat them. And then Durant just decided to yeah, like nah. dominate. Mm, yeah. like, and, and, we were, and we were defending him extremely well, but he can just finish over everyone because he's the greatest was offensive it, scorer in the was world. Was it Nick K on him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah which is, hey, don't knock Nick K. I, Nick I'm K's not great. knocking Nick K, but Nick K is a great Australian basketball who last I checked plays in Japan, yeah? Yeah. And is a tall, good player, but it's a worry if we can't put anyone else on Kevin Durant. That is a genuine yeah. problem. He's just so tall. We do have, I mean, we probably have the three guys that, or two guys that can defend him in Daniels and Matisse Thibel. Yeah. Like if they're the ones that always have had a little bit of success on him in the NBA. Yeah, it's just a little short. And if I look at the Spanish team, there's no names that jump out to me as superstars either. Like um, no names that I can recognize. Isn't that the whole thing with, and correct me if I'm wrong, with Spain is that they're a FIBA team. Yeah, Isn't but also they, used, they had their they had their generation of Gasol, Gasols and yeah. um, Valentunuses mm. to an extent, but mm-hmm. they're not even on this. Maybe this is an old roster, but I don't know. Uh, Ricky Rubio is meant to be in it, oh, but yes. I don't know if he's pulled yeah. out. No, I, he'll be a big one because he was the MVP of the 2019. Yeah, yeah. isn't that funny how Ricky? Rubio also, you forget how young he is. How old, how old's Ricky Rubio? Oh, he's like 22 or something. I forget. That's, I forget. If it's he's 22, no. I'll eat a hat. But didn't he do his... No, 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 22, not 22, he's 32, yeah, 32, sorry. Okay, thank God. But didn't he, isn't he injured or something? Didn't he do an ACL or something? He's awful? often done an ACL. Yeah, right. Oh, okay, if he's out for that. Um, well, they got Alex out. They're, they're, you're right, they're all like sort of fringe, um, not fringe, they're sort of all, a lot of them are role players. But the thing is they've, they've played together so long that uh, and they all have very similar, like, I think from the top down, they have like the same plays on the national level, like under 20 um, national team. And, and then that way, guys, every time they come back to the national team, they know the plays. Whereas like Team USA, it's sort of like, all right, let's figure this out every yeah, single totally. time and go. Sort Triangle of offense, guys. Let's just do last dance. <laughs> um, let's go through the Boomers team now. Okay. And just do a very quick back ground on all of them and who they are and what they're doing. And this is the extended squad who played at the tournament. We are recording this before they do the cut down of one more player, I think. They need to get it down to 12 and they've got 13 at the moment. Yeah, right. So Xavier Cooks, he was the NBL MVP, played for the Sydney Kings. And after the playoffs, after they won, was picked up by the Washington Wizards. So as an NBA player and has played some of the most beautiful junk time minutes in the NBA you've ever seen. Uh, he's unbelievable, but uh, I, I think he could be at risk of... Let, and the only issue being he could be saved because he's a big man. He can potentially play uh, minutes in the position we don't mm-hmm. have uh, many people, but he also can't really shoot. Yeah, He does shoot, but he, he he's not the best shooter. And I think that would probably hinder him where a guy like Nick Kay is a very efficient three-point shooter. Yeah, I hope he stays in because I, he, he did look very fumbly in the first game 
Uh, but I think, I think, yeah, he, he's very good. Dyson Daniels, who plays for the New Orleans Pelicans, mm-hmm. was drafted, what, pick eight or something? Five, I think, wasn't Part, he? He was up there. And um, he has, he looks like he's going to be on the bench this whole series. Yeah. Which is crazy to think. He's yeah. a high draft pick NBA player. He might be the one that's cut, actually. Yeah. But in his, he looks so skinny and lean. I think the thing with Daniels is, and you've said this before, Braden, and I think a lot of people think this is, he's the exact stereotype of the Australian point guard, which we have in spades, which is oversized, great defender, not the best shooter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, he's behind not only uh, Giddy, he's also behind uh, 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 Super Dante Exum. Yeah. But he's, he's not just a, a great defender, he's, you know, top 10 defenders potentially in the whole world. That's what the guys really? from his team reckon. And I re- remember even when he was like under 16s, we interviewed him for Fox when I was there. And uh, that was uh, it was so interesting watching his pattern for moving around the court. Like he would avoid screens. He would get around things that, that anyone that he was defending was just like, what the fuck? Who is this alien mm. that's like guarding me from Bendigo <laughs> and he's just destroying me? And um, so he's, he's, I lived in Bendigo for a bit and his dad was the import in the town I was yep. in, in Bendigo, but he was the former import and he owned the gym now. And then at the time he was like, oh, I got three sons and they're like Dasha, Dyson. And, um, and these were these kids running around with these blonde and uh, uh, blonde afros <laughs> and which have now faded a bit. And then, then they've gone on to be so good. But yeah, he, he, he'll have moments I reckon in, in this tournament where you'll be like, holy crap, like he's just going to destroy certain teams, I love that. you know, for a six minute sp- spot. Mm-hmm. And then my, my roughie for this series as our best player almost is this guy, Dante Exum, who was also a high draft pick for Utah, was there for a very long time, but just riddled with injuries mm. and was in the generation of Ben Simmons, just been riddled with injuries to the point where he was kicked out of the league pretty much because it was like, your injuries are so bad, you never get a good run at it. Went to Europe, dominated. Look at his highlight packages in Europe. It's mm. absurd. And this is, I think, tell me if I'm wrong, Josh, this is the longest run that Dante has had without some injury that stopped him. He's at, like he's the strongest he's ever looked. He looks fantastic to me. I'm really excited. He's going to be a backup point guard, I think. I think you're right. And I think the European setup, like he dominated in Europe, but you know, he wasn't even playing many minutes comparatively. Yep. Like he, they found a role for him where it's, you know, 15 to 20 minutes and you come on, you score eight or nine points and really impact the game with your length defensively, pushing the lanes, dunking on people, and you forget how athletic he is. And that's like perfect for what the boomers need from exactly. him. Like again, he's another guy that could come on and, you know, is fine with that role. And that's the ego thing again that they're like, oh, I'm not starting. I don't mm. give a crap. Like I've already got an NBA contract next year. He's going to Houston, yeah? yeah. So yeah. Houston's the Australian team now because jo- Jock Landale, who is also in this team we can talk about now, is also at the Houston Rockets. Jock Landale was the backup point guard at the Phoenix Suns behind... Backup center. Backup center, sorry, behind, what's his face? Number one draft pick. DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton. Who's and playing ended for up Bahamas, taking... Bahamas in this tournament. Oh, is, yeah. He, he's, he was taking Ayton's minutes by the end of it. Like yes. he was a starting five center, which is a huge journey from 12 months ago being a Melbourne United player to being a starting center for a top uh, Western team. So he's injured at the moment, but I don't know how, he's not going to be far off, I don't think. He, he could actually be the center that we've been missing for a really, really long time. Now that Aaron Baines is out, I'm very excited to see Jock. What do you reckon, Josh? I think uh, his whole career, he went to St. Mary's, ended up being dominant in St. Mary's in the tournament and then 
comes out, doesn't get drafted, and they're like, oh, he can't shoot. So then he goes to Europe, figures out how to shoot, comes back and, you know, just decides to dominate the NBL for a year and goes, does that route. So, so sort of every league he's gone to, he's, he's stepped up a level. And I think, like, we're between the points where he's gone from Phoenix to go to Houston, where he's going to step another level in his production because he's actually going to be a bigger part of that team. Yeah. And I think this tournament is the perfect time for him to have a huge role and, you know, be be the centre that Australia need because he can shoot threes, but he's also pretty good. He's really good finished hands around the rim. So I think at the international level, he, he could really step yeah, up. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. And then his backup centre will be Duop Reith, who plays in the NBL. He's like 27, so he's not crazy old, mm. but he's just been around the traps. He's been everywhere. He's been great in the NBL. But this man is going to benefit. If, anything, if, anything, if the tournament's a, an example of anything, the feed, the... the, the Passes that Jock and Duop are going to get from Josh Giddies are going to be ridiculous. Like, I forget how many points Reith got, but he's going to have the best time doing playing next to next to Giddy. I really liked Reith. You you told me he was good, and <laughs> I was very impressed. I love Duop Reith. He's from Perth. Um, you know, you know when you hear like stories and it's about players, and you think, oh, that's bullshit. That didn't happen. Like feel good stories. Like he still calls his mum every day and stuff mm, like yeah. that. Um, so Duart was a refugee and then arrived in Perth and um, this woman at uh, from the Chewart Hill Basketball Club, uh, there was like a slip saying, hey, if you would like to play on Saturdays, like, you know, call this number. And Duop's family didn't have a car or something at the time or his parents worked on Saturday. So this woman, uh, one of our, the person at our club's uh, mothers, ran Chewart Hill Basketball Club and she's like, oh, I'll give you a lift. So then every training and basketball game, she would give him a lift every week. And, and his younger brother, he still calls her like every month and like says, I'm so grateful for everything you did for me and stuff. And now now he's playing in China, he's making about $2 million a year tax-free. And all these Wildcats fans are like, we need, <laughs> we need to resign to breathe. It's like, well, he's on more than the entire salary cap of the NBL team. So I don't think that's going to happen. But he's just a, a great, I'm so glad he's doing so well. And then Josh Green, who who Tom loves, mm. he's, he plays for the Dallas Mavericks off the bench, backup point guard or backup wing? Mm, defense specialist, I would say. Five-minute defense specialist, but started grinding out a bit more of a role this later in this season. Would you agree, Joe? Dallas fans love him, don't they, Tom? Like, I feel like every when they were going through who to put with uh, Luca, all the Dallas fans were like, oh, well, we can't get rid of Josh Green because we love Josh Green. I, don't, I, I didn't watch too much. Totally. No, I think, I think he got relegated to no role for about three months. Um, from memory, because yeah. I think I have him in one of my fantasy teams. <laughs> so I could be misquoting, but I'm pretty sure. But then he started working his way back and is really important to their team, I think. And then outside of that, we, we, I, we, I've, I didn't know he would talk this long, but I love this shit so much. Um, <laughs> Thibel, who I love, I think is the best guy in the world. Mm-hmm. He looks so incredible when he plays for the Boomers. Jack White, who is a... Uh, a, a uh, he has a ring. Yeah, he's a he's a Denver Nugget superstar. Mm-hmm. I don't think he played any minutes, did he? Did he play any junk time minutes in the playoffs? I don't think so. He was a two way player, so I don't think he barely yeah. played, even even if he suited up. So he was with the G League as but well. But he could be fantastic, or he could play no minutes. And then uh, Nick Kay, who we talked about, is actually he just looks like a guy that you would see at the Darabin basketball courts, but he's a superstar. <laughs> Um, he has like that traditional Australian basketball look. Mm. Joe Ingalls, one of the greatest shooters in the NBA and great Australian. Chris Goulding is an NBL shooting superstar. Um, is just too small, I think, and not a good enough ball handler to make it to the NBA, but is a, a world standard shooter. Is that fair, Josh? Yeah, he tried out for, I think, after the last World Cup because every single tournament, Chris Goulding just has a 19-point or 27-point game where yeah. – where the team he's playing hasn't done the scout for the sloppy head, 
white skinny fat dude <laughs> and then he and then he shoots seven threes or something and it, it's one of those skills where it doesn't matter where he is like he played in Paris in the off season just to prepare in the same league as Wembenyama and he he just hits threes that's all he does and he, he had a 50 point game in the NBL for a reason and after that he sort of just kept going and going and going so I think he makes the team just because that sort of shooting you can only play you can play six minutes and maybe hit go one one of two and you've done your job and I, I think that's a skill that we probably probably need and and outside of Joe Patty necessity um, yeah he he's the best yeah it's a bit of a necessity how far do you reckon we'll go last last tips guys um I reckon look I'm just gonna say gold I've, I've bet on gold <laughs> have, you, have <laughs> you bet on gold, in gold. <laughs> yeah actually, yeah I'm, I'm just all Great. in um I love it what about you guys Tom I, I think probably realistically, I'd love to say gold, but I think realistically, a silver would be amazing if we can avoid either if we can avoid the US to the run. I think we'll get a silver and we'll feel worse about it somehow. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we'll fucking I I think we'll fucking smash everyone else, mm. and then on our right day, we can a hundred percent beat the US, but it'll be the perfect run in for next year with France. In yeah. like in France, I think I think that's actually a really good point. Is uh, you know any of these teams can have a really good day. They have really good players. Um, even Canada, like looking at their team, so freaking good. But they have had yeah, really Canada's bad scary. luck in international tournaments. Um, so mm. uh, if we get the right run, we definitely have a leg up on other teams by having this cohesion. Um, I think we can make a really good run. But you know we need a, a lot of things to go right to beat Team USA, and a lot of things to go wrong for them. Yeah, exactly. But Hey, we can do it. <laughs> yeah, all right, lock it in. All right, Joshy, thank you so much for chatting, mate. Check out Kick It Forward. When do you come out? Wednesdays? Tuesdays? Uh, Tuesday, Wednesdays, depending on how I feel. Thank you for coming on, mate. Check out Kick It Forward and bounce that pill. <laughs> <laughs>